We're going to first do the scripture reading. It is John 14. I'm going to start at verse 1. It says 14.6. But in John 14.1, let not, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I pray that I speak the words that you want me to speak and just allow the hearts of the people to be open to your spirit and you touch their hearts and you speak to them the words that you need to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's our scripture for the day is, I am the way. It was, I had a really hard time this week trying to think of a sermon to preach. I normally like to have like, two to three weeks to get something. Like two weeks before, I'll get something sort of outlined, and then the week of the preaching, I can sort of bring it together. It, it takes me a while, a lot longer than Michael. I don't see how they do it every week. But I was texting Michael, I think it was Tuesday, and I was like, I'm struggling. I, I, I'm sort of at a blank. And I was trying to think, well, what has he been preaching on when he was here the past two times? And they got back from Nicaragua, and their verse was John fifteen five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much. For without me, you can do nothing. So it was an I am. Jesus saying, I am the vine. And he was talking about how we need to abide with Jesus. And then the next week was John ten seven. Then Jesus said to them, again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door. To, for the sheep. So he is the door, and he talked about all the doors. And I told him that, that was a, it spoke to me when he did that one, because he was talking about all the different doors that we walk through. We walk through, we open our car doors, the church doors, the doors in your house. And it just made me think that every time that I walk through a door, it's a time for like refreshing, it's a new opportunity to walk through a door for Jesus to learn about Jesus or show Jesus a reflection of Jesus. Just all these doors, and it really spoke to me. So I told him, I said, are you going to do the I am, there's seven I am statements that Jesus makes. I was like, are you going to do an I am series? He's like, I don't know. So I told him Tuesday, I said, is it all right if I steal one of your I am statements? <laughs> he said, yeah, that'll be, he said, that'll be perfect. So that, that's the scripture that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So all these, the Jewish people, the Pharisees and the Jewish people knew what God was saying when he said, I am this stuff. He's saying, I am the Son of God, I am the Messiah. And they, they knew this, and it made the Pharisees mad, and the people of Israel were like, well, maybe we should listen to him. He, this might be the Messiah, we should listen to what he's saying. So he's, he's saying this stuff, and he's proclaiming it. And you'll hear some people, I guess some religions, they might think that Jesus was a good man or a good teacher 
but maybe not the Son of God or maybe not who he said he was. But he either is who he said he was or he's a crazy man and he's a manipulator. It's, it's one of the two. He, he's either God's son or he's crazy because who would say stuff like this? He's proclaiming who he said he was. And they believed it. And, but I was thinking all this and as I was trying to get stuff prepared is hard for me because everything, when you read the Bible, it, what fascinates me with reading the Bible is you read it and you read one scripture and it says this and you read another scripture in a completely different book and it says something else, but they go together. And they all come together. They are all pointing to one thing and that one thing is Jesus. It's always pointing to Jesus. So when I preach, it seems like everything that I'm wanting to say is Jesus, which is good. But it's just all, it all comes to Him. And it, He is the way. Well, why is He the way, the truth, and the life? Why is He the vine? Why is He the only way? There's no other way to God the Father except through Jesus. Well, why? And it made me think that, well, first because God said it's that way, and the Bible says it's that way. God is he put everything there and he said it. But the verses that really speak to me is in John. And I have to use a lot of scriptures. I've cut back, but that's my way of teaching God's word is using his word to say what I'm saying. If, if I say something, I don't want to say it without the word of God saying it. But in, first, in John chapter 1, verses 3, it says, All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of man. All things were made through him and by him. Everything that is made was made because Jesus said he would take our penalty. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Everything that is made is because Jesus took our penalty and everything was put on him. And so that's why everything in the Bible it leads to Jesus. Everything goes to Jesus. It's all about him. And that's the way that I've always spoke is I want to talk about Jesus and I can... I feel like when I preach, I can tell you about Jesus. And Michael, as I was texting him, I can tell you about Jesus. And Michael does good at telling you about Jesus. And he also does good about teaching us how to live like Jesus. He gives us an, a challenge to be like him. And I, I feel like I've not done that too good. But he's like, well, here's, um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Here's Ways you, he said, I'll tell you what exactly he said. Um, what is the way Jesus had called us to walk? Jesus is the way, and that's what we were just talking about. Everything is made by him and for him. He is the way. But Michael said, what is the way that Jesus has called us to walk our lives? And so I was thinking about it in 1 John 2, 6. He who abides in him... All himself also walk just as I've walked. We're to walk 
like Jesus has walked. He has shown us a way. Jesus has showed us the way. He is the way, but we should follow his way and how he walked his earthly life. Um, I looked up some of these and thought of some, but he had compassion on people. So we should walk in this way, the way that he showed us. In Matthew 14, 14, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. He had compassion on the people. We need to have compassion for people. This is a way that Jesus has led us to walk. This is the way that he showed us. He, he interacted with people that others avoided. In Luke 15, 1 and 2, Then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. We have our groups. We have our bubbles that we like to be in. And, and it's good. We need groups to encourage us and bless us. But sometimes there's people that are outside our groups that we need to give a hand to. We need to help them. We need to minister to them. That's what Jesus did. He's shown us this way. He had compassion on them. He stepped out of his bubble and he went to people that the others did not think needed help. He sought the Father's will. That was a big one that hit me was he sought his will. He didn't think on what he wanted all the time. We shouldn't think on what we want, what we need. We need to seek the Father's will and what he says. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. He came to do his Father's will. He prayed. This was another one. I'm not a great prayer. I can't think of it. My mind goes 100 miles an hour when I need to just slow down and enjoy where I'm at and pray. And that's what Jesus did. He taught us how to pray. And he, he gave us an example. He shows us a way to pray. In Mark 1, 35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a quiet place, and there he prayed. So he prayed in a quiet place. He went. I, it made me think, when Michael got back and they said in Nicaragua, there was people that get up like at 5.30 and pray, and he said he was not one of them. I'm not one of those people. I think me and Michael are the same on that. We like to, I like to sleep in. I enjoy my sleep. Let me wake up when I wake up, and then I can get going. But praying, he prayed. I had to get my water at the earlier service. I was getting all scratchy, and I had to ask my son to bring me the water, and he threw it at me, but I did get it. But so Jesus, he, he shows he is the way. He is the vine. He is the door. He is all this. And the reason why is because everything is because he said he would take our penalty. So it's all going back to Jesus. And it got me the, the way, and he shows the way. The truth and the life. These were two that I thought I had these like typed up. I type them up and then I go through them all week. But I thought they were pretty good. And then last night I was refreshing and I was going to finalize it and put a check mark on it. And man, I don't know what in the world happened. It was like nothing. There was so much there that it wasn't making sense to me. And I was just, I was like, oh gosh, Lord, where am I going to go with this? Because what I see in these two 
it really blessed me and excited me. And I had so much going through my mind. But I couldn't get it to come together good. And I showed Jessica. I was like, how am I, does this make any sense? And she said, you're trying to make it too complicated. She said, you're simple. She said, keep it simple. And that's, that's the best way to describe me. I, I'm very simple. Black is black. White is white. God is good. The devil is bad. That's me. That's how I understand things. And just keeping it how it is. And it's, it's Jesus. And that is the thing is I, was, I had all these scriptures. And I mean there was probably 25 scriptures that were there. And they all go together. And they're all going to Jesus. And I want to share that with you because it excites me. But I can only do a little at a time because I don't want to. When I preach, I have to have scriptures. But all the scriptures, they just keep going to Jesus. So I try to, I hope it comes out good. I hope it came out good in the first service. But Jesus is the truth. In John 8, 31 and 32, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And even like this where it says, if you abide. That's what Michael talked about three weeks ago, abiding. We have to abide with him. He is the door. But you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, Jesus is the truth. So this would come from Michael's like questioning something, I guess. What is the truth God wants you to know? He has showed us what is the way he wants us to walk in. What is the truth that he wants us to know? And what is the truth that can set us free is the questions that I would think of. We know Jesus is the truth. What is the truth? In Philippians 3.10, that I may know him, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Knowing him is the truth that he wants us to know. He wants us to know him. And in John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he is the life. He is the truth, and he has given us everlasting life. What is this life? The, I've always thought when you hear people preach on John 3.16, everlasting life, well, it's you believe in Jesus you get to go to heaven and not hell, which is true and which is great. But that's not it. That's not all of it. That's not life. Life is what Jesus is life, and that's what he gives us is life. The eternal life, that sort of just is forever. We get etern- Everybody's going to live forever. Either we're going to live in forever in paradise with God, or we're going to be in the lake of fire with the devil. Everybody's going to live forever. So everlasting life... The life is the key word that stands out to me. In John 17, 3, and this is eternal life. So this is what eternal life is. That they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's knowing him is what he wants us. That's the whole purpose of Jesus coming and sacrificing his life. Is so that he can know us. He wants a relationship with us. This everlasting life is knowing 
God. And the truth that he wants us to know is knowing him, having a relationship with him. That's what he, his desire is. 1 John 5.20 And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. He is the truth. He is the He is the way, the truth, and the life. And what he wants from us is a relationship. This the the people when you present everlasting life as just benefiting you when you die and then on, the people that are struggling right now, the people that are going through hard times right now, you're going to tell them the good news about what Jesus has given us. He's given us life. If they think it starts when they die and they're struggling right now, then they might be like, I, I'm not that worried about my salvation right now because it's when I die. But if you tell them that God wants to know you now and he wants to help you now and he wants to comfort you now through his life, then maybe that can change their hearts. And be like, well, Jesus, he wants to help me now. He wants to know me now. He doesn't want to know me 10 years from now. He wants a relationship now. And once we know him more and more, the more joy we have and the more peace we'll have and the more grace we'll have. It's all about a relationship and it all points back to Jesus. And that is what the, my whole thing that I was getting together was the way, the truth, and life was all these that God, he's the vine, he's the door, he's the way, the truth, and life. Everything was created for him. I'm going to read that one again. Everything was, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So these I am statements that Jesus proclaims, I just, it's all about him. He created everything, and he wants us to know him. That's his heart's desire is a relationship with us, how we can intimately know him. And the more that we know him, in Second Peter it talks, in the knowledge of God, there's more grace and more peace that comes. So the more that you know God, the more that you meditate on him, the more peace and joy that just our life is so much better. And I've learned it to be true because once when I was in Colorado was probably the most I was in relationship with God, I'd say, just the closest to him. It was, I was in the Word all the time. I was praying, and I knew him, and I was thinking on him. And the more I thought on him and was getting to know him, my life was just, it was getting set apart. He was with me. And so that's my heart's desire for y'all today is just know him. He is everything. He is the creator of all this stuff, and that's, we should glorify him as the creator, and he is due our worship. So this week, just I pray that you have new revelation on knowing who he is and just getting your relationship tighter with him, just going in prayer, just seeking him more and more. So that's, that's my heart's desire for you guys. But dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for 
who you are. I thank you for taking our penalty. I thank you for living the life that you have showed us to live and the way you've showed us the way to walk. And we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, we just want to abide with you. We want to surrender to you. And I pray that you help us to know you more and more each day. And I pray that our hearts are open to your words. And I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.